Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. The White House announced on Tuesday, October 24th, that they are engaged in, quote, prudent contingency planning for the potential evacuation of Americans from the Middle East in the event that the Israel-Gaza conflict escalates into a broader regional crisis. John Kirby, the spokesperson for the White House's National Security Council, emphasized that there are, quote, no active efforts to evacuate Americans from the region at present, aside from charter flights initiated by the U.S. government earlier this month departing from Israel. Kirby further explained it would be unwise and irresponsible if we did not have individuals considering a wide range of contingencies and scenarios, including the possibility of evacuations. This precautionary planning comes in response to mounting concerns that the ongoing 18-day conflict might intensify. The U.S. has advised Israel that delaying a potential ground invasion of Gaza could be beneficial, as American and regional partners work towards securing the release of over 200 hostages captured during the brutal attacks on October 7th. Additionally, President Joe Biden held a telephone conversation with Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman on Tuesday, October 24th, regarding the deteriorating situation. This marked their first interaction since the outbreak of the conflict in Israel. During the call, President Biden and the Crown Prince discussed efforts to discourage both state and non-state actors from exacerbating the conflict. U.S. administration officials have consistently cautioned Iran against involvement in the conflict, and over the past few days, U.S. forces in the region have faced multiple attacks, with the Pentagon indicating that these were likely sanctioned by Iran. The White House stated that both leaders concurred on the pursuit of broader diplomatic initiatives to uphold stability in the region and prevent the further expansion of the conflict. Meanwhile, at the Pentagon, Brigadier General Pat Ryder mentioned that the U.S. is gearing up for an increase in violence, noting that there have already been at least 13 attacks on troops and installations in Iraq and Syria. Ryder warned that what we are witnessing is the potential for more substantial escalation against U.S. forces and personnel across the region in the near future, stemming from Iranian proxy forces and ultimately from Iran. He stressed that the U.S. is ready to take action, if necessary, to safeguard its forces and interests in the region. Number 2 On Tuesday evening, October 24th, the House GOP selected Representative Mike Johnson as their most recent nominee for Speaker. However, the Louisiana Republican is still short of the required 217 votes to secure the position, indicating that Republicans have made no progress in choosing a new Speaker three weeks after the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. The tumultuous day began when Republicans initially voted to nominate Minnesota Representative Tom Emmer as Speaker, but he withdrew just hours later due to significant resistance from the conservative faction of the conference and strong criticism from former President Donald Trump. In the final round of secret ballot voting, Johnson emerged as the Speaker nominee with 128 votes, while McCarthy received the next highest tally with 43 votes. Some House Republicans are pointing fingers at McCarthy for hindering Johnson's candidacy. In anticipation of the Tuesday night votes, some members suggested the possibility of a McCarthy and Jim Jordan tag team to resolve the Speaker stalemate, with McCarthy returning as Speaker and designating Jordan at his, as his assistant Speaker. In a positive development for Johnson, he survived a crucial follow-up vote late on Tuesday, and he announced that the full House would vote on the Speaker position at noon on Wednesday, October 25th. 
The pressure is mounting on Republicans to select a new leader as the House remains paralyzed, unable to function without a speaker. The party has struggled to unite around the successor to McCarthy due to deep divisions within its ranks, including the ousting of Jordan as the party's nominee last Friday after three unsuccessful rounds of voting on the House floor. This situation has left the House in an uncertain state with doubts arising about whether any Republican can, secu can secure the 217 votes required to become Speaker. Emmer is now the third Republican to secure the GOP conference's nomination for Speaker, but withdraw from the race after failing to garner sufficient votes. Emmer faced swift opposition from the right wing of the conference and received a significant rebuke from former President Donald Trump after winning the party's nomination in a secret ballot election on Tuesday. Trump labeled Emmer a, quote, globalist rhino on Truth Social and warned against voting for him, claiming it would be a, quote, tragic mistake. Trump later asserted that he had a substantial impact on Ember's decision to exit the race. Ember's past votes, such as certifying the 2020 election, supporting government funding, endorsing a bipartisan law to avert a debt default, were cited by hard-right members as issues with his candidacy. Additionally, members of Trump's team reportedly contacted GOP members to encourage them to oppose Ember for Speaker. Number 3 President Joe Biden's $106 billion national security request is facing significant challenges on Capitol Hill. Before it even reaches the House, divisions among Senate Republicans are putting the proposal at risk of failure or significant alterations. The GOP is divided on whether to connect aid for Israel and Ukraine, with many members also advocating for substantial changes to border policies and expressing concerns about the high price tag. Even some Republicans who support the proposal's four priorities, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and the southern border are unusually pessimistic after the party's first discussion about the legislation during a Tuesday, October 24th lunch. Senator Mike Rounds stated that the package that the White House sent over really is dead. He suggested that Senate appropriators may need to start from scratch. While Democrats have control of the Senate, they will require the support of nine or more Republicans to vote to pass anything in the chamber. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has voiced support for a generous aid package, but emphasized his members' passion for stronger border security and indicated that additional changes will be pursued. The Senate Appropriations Committee plans to hold a hearing on the request in a week, and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is eager to move quickly. However, the November 17th government funding deadline and the lack of leadership in the House create time constraints for the Senate. There's also uncertainty about what the Senate's 60-vote threshold can accommodate. Beyond the specific details of the $106 billion supplemental bill, Republicans are debating whether to combine aid for Israel with ongoing funding for Ukraine's defense. Providing more aid to Ukraine remains a divisive issue among Republicans, and some members argue that the Senate should consider Israel aid separately. Senator Marco Rubio from Florida said that they should be separated out, and he believes that the Israel component has significant support and can be addressed more expeditiously. On the other hand, Senate Armed Services Ranking Member Roger Wicker from Missouri expressed absolute support for linking the two. He acknowledged a split within the conference on this matter, but anticipated that a, quote, solid majority in the House and Senate could support the concept. Senator Lindsey Graham advocated for the entire package to move forward, emphasizing that these are four national security issues that should be addressed as a whole. However, the complexity of such a comprehensive piece of legislation could become its downfall. Senate Minority Whip John Thune noted that the humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip could be problematic for the GOP, 
and Republicans are also seeking border policy changes in addition to the administration's funding requests. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.